Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Living Electric. Today we are finally answering the question that one of our listeners asked us months ago <laughs> that we you know, didn't get to since we took a small hiatus. Right. Um, talking about budget electric vehicles. Um, yeah. You know, there's common misconception that electric vehicles are expensive, and yes, that is true for some models. But there are still a good handful of vehicles that uh, a lot of people could get into in terms of entry-level vehicles. For sure. Yeah, this this question was from Zach, and he asked it, or they asked it on the most recent episode before our hiatus. So sorry we didn't get to it till now. Um, <laughs> this was about a month ago that they asked the question. And yeah, this is a, a great way to just reach us for things you want us to talk about. I think budget EVs is certainly a question I get a lot from people because I think the main focus has been the past few years on all of these new vehicles coming out, right? Like for the first time in 10 years, we've had this just plethora of new EVs coming out. We say to the time, we just can't keep up with like covering all of them. There's so many coming out now, um, which is great for the new market. But this also means that the used market is really growing. So there's a lot of really compelling cars out there on the used market that make EVs way more affordable and I think we'll get to, to Brandon's recent vehicle lease, but there's also a lot of good options just on the new market, just because cars, these EVs have been out a lot longer and prices have come down. They've kind of reached that economy of scale where you can afford some really compelling EVs with good range, decent charging, and, and it's not really going to completely break the bank like it has in the past. So Definitely. Well, I'm trying to think of how we should structure this. I was thinking in terms of like pricing. <laughs> Maybe we should structure like talking about like under thirty thousand dollars and then under forty, kind of like in those sure. different tiers. Yeah, I'm good with that. What okay. are your under okay. thirty EVs? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm thinking we start with uh, used ones just to throw a quick curveball, uh, just sure. because of the uh, federal tax credit. Um, yeah. So, you know, for, for those who are not familiar, um, the Inflation Reduction Act, that, that was a tongue twister. The Inflation <laughs> Reduction Act <laughs> um, went into effect, um, man, when, uh, this year has been a blur. Was that the spring? I feel when like went? it was beginning of this year. Like, it, it's it, been a while now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I, it feels like it's 2024 in my mind, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah. anyway, so, you know, with, with the with the IRA, um, there was a tax credit introduced for used electric vehicles. The only thing is that it's not any used electric vehicles. It's priced cap at $25,000 and under. Um, and it's a $4,000 um, tax credit, which is great. Um, so, you know, a lot of those vehicles that fall in that line would be something like a good example for like a Chevy Bolt EV that had a brand new battery pack that might have a longer, uh, you know, warranty. Decent range, you know, decent right. charging speeds, fantastic option. You can get into used Leafs. There might be some used Tesla Model 3s that are under $25,000 now. Um, you know, plug-in hybrids you might be able to find under that price point. But right. it's just... It's a really great tax incentive for people who um, who are looking to go electric that don't necessarily want to spend, you know, close to 30 or over $30,000. Right. It's, it's a good way to get into those. For sure. Um, so just wanted to talk about that. Um, honestly, in my personal opinion, I think a great used electric vehicle is a used Bolt. I mean, especially with the brand new battery pack, like right. a brand new warranty. You just can't, you can't beat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the uh, bolts are a good option. I think there's a lot of used Teslas, to your point, that are under oh, that yeah. 25,000 range. They're getting up there, I think, in mileage. Like, they might not have as much uh, um, 
I don't want to say battery left, but their their battery warranty is probably getting towards the end of its life because I know it's usually a mileage cap around 100,000. So some of those that are under that 25K range are probably getting close to that. Um, I'm going to shout out a couple of the the uh, people or companies we've we've either had on the podcast or talked about on the podcast before. I think a good resource just for any of these vehicles we're going to talk about, especially used vehicles, is uh, Recurrent Auto. I know we, we've brought them up on the show before. They're now integrated with, I think, cars.com, where you can pull a battery report for old EVs that are being uh, being sold, which is really cool. I was just browsing on there the other day, and they have a little link that says, like, get battery report, and it brings you right to recurrent. So it'll, oh, it'll show awesome. you, hey, here's the battery health on this vehicle. Here's our rating. So you can get kind of a almost a Carfax, but for the the EV portions of the car and see what is what's good about it, what's bad about it. Um, but I think in general, a lot of these these EVs are going to hold up a lot longer than a lot of these gas vehicles. They may have less range, they may not charge as fast, but they're still going to be a reliable car, like <laughs> just being yes. an EV, right? So. And then the other option you have for used vehicles, if they are getting close to that warranty expiring, I know Xcare will do extended warranties for Teslas, right? So mm -hmm. they're another one uh, we had, oh gosh, I'm blanking on his name that we had on the show. Do you remember? Oh, Brent? Brent's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I see his name all the time on LinkedIn and stuff. <laughs> I feel like I should remember that. But yeah, that, um, that was an old episode. That was like almost yeah. two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So we we've had we've had him on the podcast before just to talk about extended warranties. That's certainly something I'm looking into as my battery warranties um, getting through its life, and that is another way to just extend kind of the life of the EV. Just kind of have that peace of mind with with that extended warranty. So lots of options out there for used vehicles. To your point, I think that I think the Bolt's a good option. A used Model Three is a good option. Um, if you don't want to go full EV either, I know you had a Volt years ago, right? Mm -hmm. With a V. Even yep. If you just want to kind of try electric vehicles or get into something that's very like affordable, I think there's a lot of options, even under 20K <laughs> for Volts, oh, yeah. right? 15, yeah. 20K maybe for a used Volt. Um, if you just yeah. want to give kind of the EV side of things a try. So lots of that's my uh my kind of <laughs> thoughts i guess on the used market so far yeah well you know I'll, I'll say when it came to the volt i the the market has definitely changed because when i bought my volt back in 2016 i got a fully loaded one for about twelve thousand dollars and it had less than twenty thousand miles on it you can't wow. can't find a deal like that anymore sadly no. <laughs> but it, yeah, i mean those were the days for yeah GBV. <laughs> right right yeah Back when they didn't hold their value. I mean, thankfully, they do hold their value better now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I miss, missed that car. That was that was a great, great choice. So, yeah, I highly recommend another Volt, you know, with a V, um, if you're looking for a used plug-in hybrid. <laughs> yeah. And then there right. are some, I know we've said in the past, the there are some used Nissan Leafs out there. Those tend to be the cheapest EVs that you can buy, like used, like that, at least that I've noticed. When I go to cars.com and sort by used EVs, cheapest, it's almost always like a bunch of Nissan Leafs on there. Um, I think there's also some old Model S's that are on there as well. Like if you want a oh, 2012, yeah. 2013 Model S that's getting close to 10 years old now, there are some options like that out there. I think the risk you run with those sometimes is just the reliability. Like that's always kind of the the hard part with some of these first gen EVs is you run into that reliability issue. So 
think sometimes mm-hmm. it's safer to get something that's only a few years old versus 10 years old in my opinion yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like even though that is only 10 years old it's still almost like a classic vehicle in the right. sense of like just how far especially tesla i mean like yeah. you know that's when they were really starting to mass produce vehicles and right you know you like you mentioned you run into the reliability it might not be the motor it might not be the battery but you know suspension issues and who yeah. knows what else could go wrong with that right. car right so if you um and, and i don't even know i mean you would have to look into details if extended warranties would even cover you know a right. Tesla that old but right um I, I still, it, it's a dream of mine to have a signature red Tesla Model S from like 2012, 2013, but yeah. that I would just have to have faith knowing that car will break down <laughs> at some point. That's one you keep in the garage and only use for like leisure driving. It's not a, yes. uh, not a commuter, yeah. like long yeah. distance road trip car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll have a cover on it sitting in the garage. <laughs> It'll be like the the old guys with their Corvettes that uh, never bring them out of the garage, but it's gonna yeah. be a red Model S. <laughs> right. I'll get my pair of white New Balance ready. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Not to call anybody out. <laughs> Sorry if you're a listener that has a Corvette and wears white, white. New Balances. <laughs> well. Yeah, so moving on to new cars, um, I guess this is a perfect transition point to announce my new uh, purchase, well, lease. Um, We no longer have our uh, Tesla Model 3. Um, And just to preface this, we kind of knew going into this move with it being a more expensive house, we kind of had planned on getting rid of it anyways. We just really wanted to do our road trip, which we're going to talk about in a future episode, um, an electric one. But we knew eventually that we were going to get rid of it. So... um, it was kind of very spare of the moment, um, you know, just to dive into the process really fast. Um, we test drove a, Sol- a Subaru Solterra because that oh, you know, really? they were having okay. like all these amazing lease deals. It was like zero down $400 a month. Wow. I knew with the negative equity that we had in our Model 3 was about $12,000 worth of negative equity. So mm. like we were upside down and that's yeah. mainly because of the market and how Tesla keeps, you know, roller coasting their uh their prices right yeah um it, the subaru was going to be about a thousand dollars a month with mm. with our negative and yeah. it, it, it was just a no. probably isn't even like i don't know what you're paying on your tesla but probably more than <laughs> you're paying right now on your tesla yes. so that's not worth it <laughs> no but it definitely was not and and the thing with you know go circling back to the inflation reduction act before and i'm not sure if this is actually part of the act but before a lot of manufacturers actually took the federal tax credit and rolled it within lease payments right. to offer a cheaper lease. Well, from what we're discovering, they're not doing that anymore. So I'm mm. not sure if that's like, you know, something that deals with that. I haven't found any details, but Tesla doesn't do that anymore. Nissan, like, well, Subaru doesn't qualify for it, um, at least not right now. But right. from what we're seeing, a lot of manufacturers who qualify if you finance the vehicle, they're not rolling it into a lease. Interesting. Um, so it kind of, it, it's tough because that would have taken a huge chunk out of our negative equity if they, yeah. they had. Right. So we, we skipped on that um, just to get, you know, get through it. Uh, we ended up leasing a 2023 Nissan Leaf SV Plus. Um, and if you're not familiar with that vehicle, it's the bigger battery pack of the two Nissan Leaf trims. Um, kind of like the top of the line trim, if you want to consider it. it doesn't have leather seats. It sells cloth seats, but it does have some, you know, good like uh, creature right. comforts compared yeah. to the base trim. Um, and on top of a bigger battery pack. Right. Um, 
but you know with that the leaf is such a great value in the sense that you can still get into an electric vehicle the base trim does start at under twenty eight thousand dollars um and nissan just announced yesterday they now qualify for a partial tax credit uh for the 2024 nissan leaves of course not the one we just bought (laughs) Um, of course i meant to ask because if they're getting it are they rolling that into the lease somehow or did you just miss the mark or miss the window on that yeah, so it, they're just doing, you only get the tax credit now if you finance the vehicle. So mm. they're not, yeah. And and that's the thing, like, you know, like some companies are doing like, you know, lease incentives where it's like $7,500, especially right. for the manufacturers that don't qualify for the tax credit. Right. Um, but there's so many stipulations that you have to like fall in line with in order for that to, to work. Right. But um, yeah, no, sadly, sadly, we didn't qualify for it. They did have a 2024 on the lot, but it was like the base model. And mm. um, I wanted the bigger battery pack. Um, that that was honestly all I really cared about. I didn't yeah. care for the bigger wheels or anything. Right. But um, right. yeah, but but anyways, to get back to, you know, talking about budget electric vehicles. I mean, so far, you know, the leaf that we have is MSRP at about $36,000. So it does kind of, it's more expensive than the base model. But you still get a lot of features. You know, you get over 200 miles of range. You get 100 kilowatt fast charging. Yes, it's using the blue Chatamo standard, which is being phased out here, you know, in the United States right. um, in favor of, you know, red NACs and, you know, green CCS. But um, it, it still offers an immense amount of value. And plus with the platform, that's, you know, uh, I would say, I'm trying to think, they came out with the LEAF in 2011, you know, 12-year-old platform. Nissan has really proven that the technology is reliable, yeah. um, at least from what they've developed. And um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a very good budget entry level electric vehicle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sorry, that was rambling. No, no, <laughs> that's what a podcast is for, right? Um, yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah the Leafs an interesting one. I think the only like downsides to it um, are probably the charging is probably the biggest downside, mm-hmm. right? Because it's still capped at I think a hundred kilowatts. Is that right? Uh, or is it for at the 50? SB plus? Yeah. So okay. the base the base trim that starts at under thirty gets maxed out at fifty kilowatts, and then mm-hmm. you have to get the bigger battery pack for the SB plus, and then you get the hundred kilowatt fast okay. charging. Gotcha. So yeah. I imagine you won't be fast charging this too much though. And <laughs> I would think, yeah, right. Yeah. Not, I mean, right now it's our long range EV because Tyler still has his, you know, mini that gets oh, only 114 yeah. miles. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah. you know, we really wanted something just to get us up to Cleveland, um, right. you know, without like concern. Right. But, um, and we don't have a home charger yet. So we've been relying on, on, uh, Oh, is that right? I thought you got charges. that added when you did all the nope. electrical work. <laughs> oh, wow. No, okay. I, I literally said tonight to Tyler, I'm like, we just spent, you know, 20 grand in electrical upgrades. Like maybe we should have put that on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That <laughs> <It> happens. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. okay. Yeah. So the so the leaf is in the garage now, or at least in the driveway. Um, uh, yeah. Is what what kind of brought you to the leaf besides price? Were there other EVs in that same price range that you saw, or I think you mentioned this was kind of a spur of the moment thing? Maybe it just made sense that day. Like what was uh, what else went into the decision making there? Yeah, so we you know we were looking at other uh, EVs that were on the market, but a lot of them didn't have really good lease deals. 
I mean, the market right now for car buying is garbage, you know, to oh, be honest yeah. with like the yeah. high interest rates and everything. It's just not a good right. time to be buying or leasing a vehicle. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we looked at the Aria, the Nissan Aria, which I loved. I mean, it was the base model and had so many features. Right. But that was going to be a $1,200 a month payment Ugh. with our negative equity. And it's like, no, nope, makes... can't do that. <laughs> And even even a Chevy Bolt uh, was leasing at about I think it was a little bit over five hundred dollars from what Tyler was saying. Jeez. So so you know Tyler was doing some research on other EVs too because I really preferred actually getting into a Bolt or like a Bolt EUV. Yeah. Um, just yeah. because you know we're used to the platform and it has you know green CCS fast charging capability versus right. you know blue Chatmo, and um, I just. You know, the, the lease deals were just not good. A lot of the residual, um, you know, values of vehicle impacts that. And right. yeah, it was just, it was very more like, well, there's, you know, the leaf. Let's just see what we can do in it. And it just like all worked out financially for us. So it's, right. uh, I'm glad that we're doing it just to get out of the negative. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Are you doing Plus, a two I mean, year or three year? Uh, three year lease. Three year lease. Yeah, 10,000 okay. gotcha. 10, miles, three years. So it's a very okay. basic lease. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to say my payment just because of how much negative <laughs> rolled into yeah. it. And when I'm, you throw I'm... that into it, it's kind of like getting another loan. So, yeah. 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 But but I, I know that, you know, like if you don't have a negative, you know, like equity in a vehicle you're rolling into it, or if like you have a vehicle that's already paid off, you know, you can get into a lot of these EVs, like entry-level EVs for really good lease deals. Right. Um, right. So just... Keep an eye out for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think in general, I'd, li- I'd like to get your thoughts as well, too, because you've you've obviously bought and sold a lot of cars, but at, at least what I've seen is it's it's generally better. Are you better. shaming me? No, no, I'm just, that's why I'm, I'm asking. I want to get your opinion on it. I think it's generally better, like, to, um, to, like, save as much as you can before you buy your first car or, like, before you make a big vehicle purchase, right? The last mm-hmm. thing you want to do is if you are looking to get into an EV, looking to buy your first like kind of nicer, expensive car, don't stress yourself like or don't stress, don't stress and don't stretch yourself like financially. <laughs> right. Like have the money saved up, like make sure you're able to afford the payment, like all of these things. Make sure you can afford it for the entire length of the loan or the lease or whatever you're planning to do. Like there's a lot more that goes into car ownership than just the monthly payment and even with EVs, right? Like you've got insurance, mm-hmm. you've got like all of these other extra costs that go into it. So that's my at least finan- non, non-financial advisor or financial advice is like <laughs> try to try to like just have as much saved as possible because that really helps you just get ahead if you are making a big vehicle purchase like this. Oh, yeah, definitely. That it's funny when we started this podcast, I was just all about car culture and you know cars represent like you know who you are as a person and and I still stand by that. <laughs> yeah. But I I remember I you were the one that told me this you know like buying a vehicle is not a good financial decision. Because, oh, it's awful. You know, it's, yeah. 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 So like I feel like through the process of you know these like fifty plus well I actually I don't I think we're closing in on eighty episodes actually of living. A this life. is we're episode ninety one. Oh, we had wow. 80 a okay, while so, ago, I think. Wow. Okay. Let me double check, well, though. I, I can't count, uh, but... <laughs> yeah, we're at 91. We already passed 80 wow. like 10 wow. episodes ago. <laughs> we're getting close to 100. We might, have, <laughs> we might have to do a giveaway when we get it to 100. Maybe. Um, but, you know, starting this podcast, that that was my mindset. And then, like, through these 90-plus episodes, 
I have officially realized that a car is not a good financial decision. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anybody yeah, so, that's, I think we talked about in a previous episode when like the car values were going wild, like a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, um, where people are trading in cars and making money. Like that's a complete anomaly. Like a car loses value. Like, 99% of the time. I don't care what car it is. Like even like expensive like Lamborghinis or Bugattis, like some of these like crazy cars like generally not a good financial decision. They're not an investment. They're not like <laughs> you're basically paying for your transportation. Like that is that is it's a cost at the end of the day. It's not an investment. So that's yep. again, yeah. I'm glad glad you realized that or, or came to that realization. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's it's a hard thing to, especially being people like us that like cars, like the mm-hmm. like being in nice cars, having EVs, that sort of thing. It's very easy to get swept into that where you're like, oh, I need this vehicle or I need an EV. Like it's certainly not the case. There's many other ways to get into electric transportation without dropping 50k on a new car. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and I just have to I just have to mention this too because I I kind of felt like I got lost in the the influencer mindset, you know, <laughs> of like being like a content producer and right. you know I, I posted on Twitter and and Facebook, you know, like essentially justifying like or trying to justify why we did this. Yeah, and one of my one of my friends that I've known since middle school is just like you don't have to justify a financial decision. Hundred percent. Yeah. And like, as I started thinking about this, I think a lot of people get stuck in the material mindset that like this For represents sure. them. And For sure. I just, I just have to, you know, put this out there because if someone's listening who might be in the same position that I was with that mindset, you don't have to have, you know, and it's super expensive car payment to try to present yourself in a certain way. Like you make the right choice for you. Yeah. You yeah. know, social media is all a facade. <laughs> yeah. hundred <laughs> so, percent. Yeah. 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 So that, that, and like, that made me feel good because. Okay. Oh, keep going. Keep going. You're good. Oh. I was just going to say that it, that comment made me feel good because I, I did feel a little, you know, like I kind of felt like I had to justify it, you know, especially going from like a Tesla into a Leaf. But like after thinking about it after like a day or two, I'm like, I didn't have to do that at all. Right. Like, you know, like the Leaf is still a great vehicle and yeah. it's so electric. You know, it's yep. not like I went to, you know, like a diesel truck or something like that. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so not completely yeah. flipping. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. The, uh, I think it, yeah, to your point, I think it's very easy to get caught up in that just in the social media age of needing a nice car or, or a, an expensive car. And I think it's important to note too, especially a lot of the influencers and EV people you may be seeing online, a lot of times it's part of their job to own an EV and like <clears throat> not necessarily sell the experience, but like talk about their experience with the vehicle, with many different types of vehicles, like. A lot of people are getting press cars as well. Like that's a whole side of it. Mm-hmm. You probably don't realize as well. Like there's a reason people that are doing well on social media, like have all these access to all these vehicles. It's like, cause it's their job. So like, if it's not your, not your job to like own a nice car and talk about it online, like you don't need a nice car necessarily. Yeah. So <laughs> as long as it's, it's safe, it's reliable, like all of the kind of getting back, we talked about it in the last episode, but like getting back to the roots of like what makes an EV good it's not yeah. this like status symbol. It's it's the convenience of home charging. It's the it's the reduced just operating costs of the vehicle. It's the simplicity of ownership. It's all these things that like make an EV good. It's not necessarily these flashy things that they've kind of become. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I mean, you can make them flashy if that's what you want, you know, like yeah. out of being like an individual. But yeah, it's. I think you got to put you know, a flame on the side of your leaf now that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want to put like the, you know, the 90 soda cups, you know, where it's like yeah. the, the blue swirl and stuff like yeah. that. There's, there's actually someone down the street from us that has that on their old Kia Sportage. That's awesome. So, I, I might need to that that would be pretty cool. I think I'm gonna That's have to awesome. do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll put that on one side and flames on the other. Perfect. 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 That's and funny. eyelashes. We'll add some eyelashes to it. <laughs> I do have to say I, I know I I think I talked about it on an episode a while ago, how I like made fun of people dressing up their cars and like putting things on their cars. Um, and I just decorated my car for Halloween, so I can. Uh, <laughs> you can make fun of me now for putting uh, teeth on my car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I love the Halloween decorations you put. That was like my favorite thing about our Model Three last year. Yeah, is the vampire yeah. teeth and everything. Yep, I might yeah. have put them upside wanna... down, but don't worry about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a creative choice. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was a creative choice. But yeah, just to give Test Bros a quick shout out, if you guys are looking for, you know, a cool Halloween kit for your Tesla, and you could probably put it on other EVs, uh, oh, Test yeah, Bros sure. has a very cool uh, vinyl kit for, yeah. for Halloween. For sure. So, yeah, yeah they've got a, uh, for... yeah, we'll drop a link in the, in the show notes for that. Mm -hmm. The, uh, it came with vampire teeth and it also came with like a, a pumpkin, uh, like jack-o'-lantern face as well. So you've got some options there of what you want to put on your car yes. <laughs> but yeah i think it turned out pretty cool it's a fun like i don't know fun thing to do for <laughs> for your vehicle oh, yeah 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 that's a great thing you know if, if you buy if you can buy a budget vehicle you know you save money to deck it out get that's all right. these accessories for it. yeah <laughs> ev math i'm just trying to lead back into the budget conversation right just right yeah we've like derailed I, a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well stepping off our soapboxes no I'm yeah just joking yeah. Um, no. Well, you'll have to. Yeah, you guys will have to check out Alex's uh, Twitter page to see some photos of of his Model Three because it turned out sure. really cool. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'll share some of our non-existent Model Three. From last year. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, back into the budget conversation. I think getting up there in kind of the thirty to forty range. I think there's there's a lot of good options in that range now. You've got. Mm -hmm. My like first recommendation is usually a Model Three, just because it's kind of a proven, reliable vehicle now. Like both of us have had great experiences with ownership with that vehicle, um, and the Model Three standard range I think starts at just under forty right now. So mm -hmm. that's a pretty good deal. Um, trying to think of some others in that range. Do you have any off the top of your head? Yeah. Um, so at the, the lower part of that range, you know, you have like the Bolt uh, EV as well as the Bolt EUV. And just to clarify, yeah. the base trims of those actually started under 30000 Nice. Okay. Um, and those qualify for the full $7,500 tax credit. So if you get a base one, essentially you could get a vehicle close to twenty grand, depending right. on your financial situation. Yeah. Um, but even like fully loaded Bolt and Bolt EUVs are still well within that thirty dollars to $40,000 range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so which is which those are great options just bear in mind you know they do have slower charging speeds but you still get some pretty good features right um and then the volkswagen id4 um the base uh trim which i think is just the volkswagen id4 standard um starts at under 40 and since it's built in chattanooga tennessee it qualifies for the tax credit as well yeah um so and same with the tesla too the model 3 will right, qualify right. for that as well too yeah 
So lots of lots of really solid options within within that thirty to forty thousand dollar range for sure. Yeah, and we've we've brought up the tax credit a few times, um, and just to explain that as well, because that does I think that that should factor into your decision, especially if you make a certain amount of money and you're expecting like and you can count on that return coming back. So the way it works this year, and we may have explained this before, but I fi- figured it's relevant for this show as well. The way it works right now is if you buy a vehicle, let's say you bought uh, an ID4 um, and you took delivery of that this year. Basically, when you file your taxes for next for 2023, you say, hey, I bought an EV. Please give me my tax credit. <laughs> and basically, like the IRS will look at your, your balance sheet and say, oh, they have paid over $7,500 in taxes this year already. We will refund them that money. So it's a tax credit. It's not just a tax refund, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's basically... It's kind of all equals out the same, but basically if you owe more than $7,500 with your taxes, then you are eligible to get that money back. So generally, I think I did the math on this recently. If you make a little bit over $70,000 a year, you generally are already paying that much in taxes. So you're probably eligible for that if you buy a qualifying vehicle and are hitting those those income, uh, that lower income limit to be spending that much on taxes every year so that is changing i believe i don't know if you've looked into this that much next year so yes. i figured that would be a yeah, good, gonna... good segue into how it's going to work next year <laughs> and what that's going to look like i may end up doing a whole youtube video on this kind of breaking it down because i think that's something that's going to change the game for a lot of people where it's going to become mm-hmm. a point of sale refund so essentially yep. dollars off of your purchase of the vehicle right Yes, from from my understanding. Yeah, okay. from um, I've only seen like some like high level stuff. From my understanding, the government is working with dealerships for them to be prepared for that. Right. Um, but it is a point of sale, and you're supposed to get the tax um, credit essentially off the top price of the vehicle right. as soon as you're buying it. So you won't right. have to wait until the next tax season. Right. At least from and my I, understanding. Yeah. And I and yeah. knowing dealerships and just knowing how that process works, I'm assuming it's not going to be very smooth. And also, unfortunately, I think it's going to be an opportunity for dealerships to say, oh, like, we're giving you this much money back. So now you can afford more vehicle. Like, just like kind of hold your ground, if you will, with what you want to spend on a vehicle, like what that financing process is like. That's really where I think people get screwed over over at dealerships is the whole financing part of it. So just be prepared, like know what you're getting into there. But as I understand, basically either it'll be taken off of the vehicle purchase price or they will basically give you a $7,500 check with the purchase of the vehicle that says like, this is from the government basically that <laughs> says you've purchased this vehicle so yeah <laughs> it just signed it just signed the government the government yeah <laughs> the fed or whatever um <clears throat> the fed. <laughs> but yeah the that's i think again like you said there's i think they're still working out the details on that so we'll probably update in a later episode as we get closer to 2024 of what's going on with that but that's something to be aware of as well if you're if you're the kind of person that's like i can wait till january to buy a car i'm looking at these and they're still going to qualify january 1st it may be best to wait just so you get that money up front so um Mm -hmm. 
I know Tesla's kind of warned people like go ahead and take delivery this year because we're not sure if we're going to have this next year or not just the way laws change and how they reconfigure everything so we'll see where that all goes but yeah yeah something to be aware of I guess with the with the federal tax credit (laughs) yeah yeah well I feel like just with the industry and well Maybe this is more generalized for the government. I still feel like everything is just a moving target. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to keep up with. So, yeah, it definitely is. But I mean, you know, there's a lot of good incentives, a lot of good, um, you know, like um, even manufacturer incentives too. you know, like Tesla just announced new lease prices for the Model 3 and the Model Y. Yeah. Model 3 starts at $329 (laughs) per month. Obviously, there should be some money down that you'll probably have to put down in terms of right. the down payment for both of those. Um, but yeah, I mean, just I always recommend just cross shop, you know, be prepared, oh, as yeah. you mentioned, financially, as well as, you know, just knowing the vehicle that's going to work best for you and then go for it, you know, right. if, it, if it works for you. But be yeah. prepared. Don't don't Definitely. jump into it. 100%. Because yeah, that's how we got into our Model 3 situation. It was you know, <laughs> hot market, good, yeah. great deal, and then we yeah. got screwed. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah, yeah and, and generally you want to be, like, prepared to own your car for a while, too. Like, it's kind of similar to houses where you're like, yes, you want to, like, buy a decent house and buy, like, one that's reliable and, like, has a good inspection and all that stuff. But, like, if you buy a house with the intention to immediately sell it, like, that's generally not going to make you money. Um it's like you want to probably stay in it for a while to to kind of like pay off that negative equity, like pay pay start paying down the car so you're not like losing a ton of money on it. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, on top of that, there's something else I was going to mention. Um, incentive wise, there's a lot of state incentives out there as well. So mm-hmm. I would look at those. I know, and some of them are kind of weird, like the way they're implemented. Like New Jersey's, I just thought of offhand, they don't make you pay any sales tax when you buy an ev so like that's an additional thousands thousands off the price of the car when you pay for it um so that's one i think colorado gives you like five thousand dollars maybe for the purchase of an ev i think california is still like ten thousand back if you buy an ev like some really good incentives in some of some of these states so there's a lot of uh you can google that like to (laughs) to find one of the incentives (laughs) in your state we might link some stuff down below to find those So I know the uh, Department of Energy, the AFDC, has Mm. a lot of great resources for that. Yeah. So, um, and you can actually break it down based on the state as well. So we'll include all that. For sure. Yeah, you're probably better versed on that than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then I'll also link the, I like using the NerdWallet site for a lot of just financial stuff i think it's a good resource that's just kind of unbiased like here's good financial decisions to make (laughs) but they have a lot of articles about buying cars uh car loan calculators all of this kind of stuff so you can just make a smart buying decision because i think that's that's what this is at the end of the day is it's a big buying a big purchasing decision it's got to make sense for you for your family for everything in your life right so yep yeah I, you know, that that's a great point. Um, you know, I think a lot of people think car buying is just a light decision, but it really isn't, you know, no. if you're going to be stuck with a car, even for a three-year lease, that's a good chunk of time. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if you even like it's so many, uh, I've seen people take out 10-year loans for vehicles oh my and gosh. stuff like that. Yeah, like <laughs> my, my dad, my dad had a car once that was under a boat loan. Like that's how like you can, and that, that was a luxury vehicle. 
but like you know you can extend certain vehicles to certain periods and it's just wow. be mindful of that you know yeah. if you're going to be spending yeah. 500 dollars a month for you know 84 months right like, that's a long time <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah another another soapbox uh thing <laughs> it's funny over t- if you look at over time like loan lengths have only gotten longer like the standard yep. mortgage length was only 10 years like back when people were starting to do mortgages now it's 30 years is the standard mortgage car loans used to be a three or four year now you can get up to like to your point like an eight nine year loan on some of these vehicles and like Mm -hmm. the more you do that it's just a way for people to make money off of you like at the end of the day like financing isn't generally a great tool for you personally it's for banks and these companies to make money (laughs) so um, sometimes it can be good just if you're smart with your money but just again keep that in mind like all of these financial tools they call them are more to make money for banks and people like that more than you (laughs) so (laughs) i think i think honestly one episode we should we should have a financial advisor on like a professional financial advisor i mean because like this is stuff that that i'm still personally learning yeah that would be very interesting talk about like what they recommend buying a car (laughs) yeah 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 I think that would be a great episode. But um, yeah, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning of, you know, the episode, if you guys have any questions or if any any topics you guys want us to talk about, let us know. You know, especially if you're um, using Spotify, I believe you can submit questions directly through your Spotify app. Um, So definitely, definitely let us know because we're we're learning. Oh, I'm going to say, I I don't want to say we're, I'm learning a lot of this (laughs) as we go to. (laughs) Oh, I am too. I mean, yeah, I think we're all learning. So you're the master Um, of things, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Only if it comes to maybe some electrical stuff, but yeah, calling yourself a master, I feel like is a quick way to be shown that you're wrong very quickly. So, um, (laughs) uh, the thing I think we'll wrap up with is, uh, we'll probably title this something like budget EVs. I think it's important to know that budget means something different for every person. Like you may be somebody that can comfortably afford a $100,000 vehicle. Your budget vehicle may be a $60,000 car, or you're maybe looking to buy your first car out of college or looking to buy your first nice vehicle. And, uh, you know, 20,000 is more of a budget vehicle for you. So just keep that in mind. Like we talked about earlier, this is like budget is different for everybody. Everybody's in different financial states. Like that's really what has an impact on this more than anything. We could recommend vehicles. We can say there's some in this price range, but it's got to make sense for you at the end of the day. Yep. Living budget. That's, that's our right. new podcast. <laughs> that's right. So. I'll have to think of a better name. <laughs> budget electric. <laughs> but well, I, I do want to just say one last thing to do a little bit of a teaser. Um, you know, last episode when we caught up on where we're at in life, we bought a new house and uh, we still have to do our episode on all the electrical upgrades that we had to yes. do to it. So I mentioned 20 grand earlier in the episode, but we'll yep. talk about that. Maybe in the that's one. episode 92. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know that we're... Uh, sending money for your um was it the the acceleration boost is that what we're starting <laughs> yeah. to go fund me for okay that's right okay. that's right we'll yep. have to start a separate go fund me for brandon's electrical upgrades that's so. right that's right <laughs> yep 
We just need more yes. people to listen to the podcast. That's really what we need. We don't need to go fund me. Exactly. Share this with yeah. a friend so Brandon can afford a, an EV charger in his garage. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and send it, share it on Facebook and Twitter so Alex can get his acceleration boost. Right. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yes, perfect. All right. We'll, we'll catch you guys in the it. next one. Yep. Talk to you all in the next one.